But it's that time on a Wednesday night we draw near on the couch or on our little swivel chairs here on our, in our studio. And we have our weekly chat with Lisa Son. It's been a while, Lisa. Lockdown has definitely kept us far apart from each other. Your show is popular and busy, man. So they can't always fit me in. <laughs> well, so I have to fit you in because you are a, a voice of reason and, and, and a voice of, 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 of definite opinion, um, at which I really appreciate. Tonight is, is something is a very, very interesting conversation that you want to have. Mm. It's in line with the broader Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. South Africa has not been unaffected. Quite interestingly, South African schools, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. high schools, not even universities and tertiary educations, high schools, mm-hmm. kids, teenagers have been affected mm-hmm. by this. How have you gauged it, you know, with the teenagers, the young people in your home? I am feeling so excited and engaged by this um, occurrence. I never saw it coming. And I'm feeling really, it's, I find it refreshing that young people are finding their voices. I'm feeling, it's taking me back to when I was at school and I, I understand now that all the struggles we went through was worth it for them to have a voice, for them to not, I mean, even if there's some resistance from the different schools, the children have the freedom and the platform to voice their opinions, to share with each other and to actually unite and make a change mm. in those schools. Um, with my four children, we've been through all the systems, private school, government school, Model C school. So I've got a good view mm. um, of how things happen there. And I'm very clear that parents have to be responsible about how they prepare their children before mm. they just drop them in, into a Model C or private school in South Africa. But, uh, what would you mean by, by, by prepare? Is it, is it a different... Uh, ethos is the different um, conscientizing, uh, I, and you particular, and you particularly talking about preparing black children to go children into the, the into the middle, the Model C and private yes. school environment. Yes. Because parents go to great sacrifice to afford their children a quality education, and you do get quality education at the private school. But they don't, we need to mentor them and coach them that they are enough the way they are. They don't have to go in there and assimilate. They don't have to change their accent. They don't have to make up stories about their lives. They can just be who they are. Mm. And it's amazing because my sisters and I went to a private school and we were prepared like that, you know. Our parents were clear, you're going there as a colored child on a quota. Um, As my father studied at UCT on a quota as well. But their commitment was to our education. You know, my dad said, if you make friends, fantastic. But actually the priority is your education mm-hmm. and you're going in there as an equal. You're not better than anybody else. You're not less than anybody else. So just go and be yourself. And I think that enabled us to attract natural friendships. Mm. Nothing was forced. And we actually, I, we actually all had a voice. You know, when things came up, we could actually speak up. You know, when somebody said to me, are you white or colored? I could, as a 12-year-old, I could say, well, if that makes a difference, I don't think we can be friends. Mm. It wasn't something that scared me off. You know, I didn't, I wasn't in a, in a, in a, um, a flat spin. Mm. And then she said, no, because you're, you're fair and you have straight hair and colored people are dark and they have curly hair. So that opened up a conversation. And I actually prefer it when people ask me questions rather than when they talk about mm. me or make assumptions in another conversation. So I'm just saying if children are not prepared when they go into those situations, they then 
assimilate and they try to be like the other, like mm. the majority of children in the school. It doesn't make for authentic friendships and relationships. What I'm quite buoyed out of uh, the last few weeks of the Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. is uh, um, what, about? what what has buoyed me, which has uh, okay. raised raised my 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 spirits, is mm. um, a, a letter written by uh, by matric learners at at bishops yes. um, you know, with a list of demands and a list of mm. progressive demands to the school mm. management, and and I've. It's far too long for me to rattle off, but mm. really encourage me that, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old boys at probably one of the most prestigious schools yes. in the country with this deep, you know, oh, this deep old boys mentality, this deep mm. um, uh, tradition of school values in whichever way mm. you want to read that mm. um, have come out and said, well, things don't, doesn't only need to change in the world and in the mm. country, things mm. need to start changing at our school as well. I Absolutely. thought that was very, very refreshing. Yeah. So what I find impressive about that is firstly, the particulars are in the final year of school. Secondly, because it's such a prestigious school, they really don't have to get involved with this. Mm. Their lives are going to go on regardless. You know, when they leave school, most of them can just go on to university, go overseas, take a gap year, do whatever they want to. And yet for them to have enough interest and enough empathy to take this up after being out of school for how many months because of lockdown and to find this a priority, I find that extremely impressive. You spoke about preparing your children mm. not to assimilate, and I've had these conversations with, with my friends who've, who've mm. been to to private and, and model C schools, uh, for mm. model C schools, um, and feeling this intense pressure on them either to perform Mm. Um, academically, because why their parents are paying so much money to, yes, to attend that it. Is a thing. Yeah. And 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 secondly, this also this expectation from the from the friends back at home. If you still live mm. in you know in in the working mm. class community, but, but we lived in Athlone when we went to the There is this expectation of your cousins, your friends, that you come with a particular air and a grace. Mm. How did you find well, that? You get- <laughs> You get teased a lot. There's a lot of criticism and a lot of judgment. But I think, uh, yeah, I think it takes a level of maturity. And that's what I'm saying. You have to prepare your children. Because my children have been doing drama since uh, the two young ones have been doing drama since they were four or five. So they speak really well. But people will tease them and say, oh, now where's the white accent? And you're so raw, raw. And it's actually got so little to do with that. They just speak properly. So I've also seen a lot of children changing their accent and even at home they have to speak a certain way. It's so much pressure. And then when they go to school, they speak a different way. It My is- daughter had a class laughing at her when they asked um, people to give examples of what they eat at home. Mm. And one of her examples was that we eat curry. And every the children in the class laughed. So for me, that you know, that's something that it just blew over her. But now that we're having the conversation, she's saying, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking back to that time. So when people make snide remarks and they make um, judgments about you and you, f- you fall into that profile or a stereotype, it does sit somewhere. Mm. But, but code, so the, 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 the process of code switching is a, mm. it's a defense mechanism. It's also a, a, it's a protection. A, it, it's, a, it's protection, definitely. But it's mm. also, you can see it as a way of navigating and having the maturity to navigate Mm. Various environments. I can mm. get in a taxi and I can say, Ni driver, stop by the hook. 
I can yeah. speak in, you know, my my very homegrown sort of mm. accent, but at the same time, mm. I can sit in a business meeting and I can talk with a right. serious, various, you know, um, level of right. esteem in which yeah. would the educated people around me would say, oh, he must be educated as well. So there is this level in which particularly, you know, black children who mm. grow up and live in township and working class communities and go mm. to schools, you know, in, in model C school and private schools mm. have to do that code switching as, as a form mm. of survival. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like if the children are prepared at home, really, I never had to change my accent when I was at school. Mm. I didn't have to subscribe, subscribe to anything that the majority of children were doing. So I wasn't in the cool group at all. Mm. Um, but I had natural friendships with other, with other children who were just like me. Mm. And they weren't all colored. So I think it's about also giving people the freedom to show up the way they are and the way they aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to change corporate South Africa, how we're going to change how people um, get in, be, become inclusive at school. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to be a certain way. I mean, look at, there's so many schools. One of my children was at Cedars for a bit. You can be whoever you are. Mm-hmm. Another, my other son was at Vista Nova, which is a school for special needs children, and there is where you learn to accept mm-hmm. people exactly as they are. But, but aren't, how do we prepare our children for systems that are not necessarily catered to them? And I'm talking about systems of, of eras, decades, centuries of, mm. of systematic racism. Well, uh, that, the, that, that, that plays against them. It's the, the way that, for example, the school say you must have mm. a particular hairstyle. It's the way mm. this, the school says, oh, you must talk and, and hold and carry yourself mm. in a particular style. And that's just the, you know, the most f- visible forms of it. But there mm. are so many more, you know, underlying issues of, of systematic racism at yeah. our, at our model C and, 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 mm. and, and private schools. How do you prepare your child for that? The way I feel about that is you need to start from when they're little, explaining apartheid to them. Too many people want to go into colorblindness and non-racialism. We're not there. Mm. We're not ready. Children have to understand the architecture of apartheid and what it is that they see around them. Why it is that black people are more in, in, in lowly jobs and working for other people. We, and I've, we've been through that, those conversations with all our children, and you have to do it in a way that you don't pass any baggage onto them. Mm. It's just an understanding of how the world used to work when we were younger and what freedoms they now have and what responsibilities they have with whatever privileges they now are entitled to. Mm. So that works for us. Our children, I feel that when they go to school, they are self-sufficient, they're secure enough to stand up for themselves and to question when things are not right and to, to, to fight for justice if they have to. And you don't have to always be doing it in a confrontational way. The message that's just come through, um, uh, Lisa, is, uh, says, uh, can we acknowledge systematic racism? It hasn't yet been mentioned. The majority of learners in these esteemed schools are white. And mm. it doesn't reflect that on our society. But it's very difficult not to assimilate when the majority presume that white is the normative culture in society. Mm. Our parents tell us not to keep, kick up a fuss because we have to be grateful and we yes. can't call out racism. And and just mm. I just want to tag on the I, I I as I say I I mentioned the um the progressiveness of that statement by by bishops learners Bishop. but I also picked up things where they spoke about minorities which is a mm. direct copy from you know a an American 
sort of mo- uh, po- political sort of phrasing because yeah, I, in- thought, I thought through that myself when I went through the document because I thought there was there were three things I would change I wouldn't use the word minority and I definitely will never use the word non-white again in my life because non-white makes makes white makes white the the the, the common denominator mm. so it's either black or it's white and I think yeah, so those were two. I can't remember the third one, but I did give uh, feedback on it. And again, when you send children into that into that um, environment, for me, the only way systemic racism and all the types of issues that the children are, are, are making demands about is going to change and we're going to cause transformation is when the leadership of the mm. school is more representative of the of the country. So I've had many people say, oh, we tried to find a black principal. We really struggled. It wasn't mm-hmm. possible. I come from a family of teachers. <laughs> you know, they are very, very good black teachers and principals. My father, my grandfather was a principal. My father-in-law was a principal. And they were renowned for, for being great principals. So I think it's about looking in the right places. And, and here's my thing, and, and maybe you can tell mm-hmm. me, this will be my, my last point. Am I being idealistic? I, I come from a family of... Uh, of also of of, t- of teachers, mm. um, my 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 politics is probably is to 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 the left of center. Mm. I I believe in the power of a good start school, a good school mm. that uh, that may not necessarily be the best, but teaches solidarity and teaches mm. um, a community and it teaches mm. that you may have privilege in where you live, but you know we we are all in this. You know, together, together yeah. I, and, and maybe I'm being idealistic, but that is mm. something that I would my, want my kids to experience. I think, I think I might be idealistic in thinking that you can change a system from inside, but as a parent, I believe that you prepare your children for the world. Mm. Schooling is one thing, and when they go to school, I mean, my children have had experiences. I had experiences where my cousin teacher was a white woman. Mm. How is that? I mean, it's fantastic that she can speak cousin. I can't. Mm. But they, we have to find teach. We have to find jobs. Which, which we, I need my child to be taught science by a black teacher. Mm. I need it. I need them to see people like them in positions of leadership and where they have authority. So I feel like that's a way. That's something that we need to look at. Mm. Oh, that was my third thing with bishops that they didn't. One, the only thing they didn't talk about was actually the leadership and management of the school. What I found quite interesting also about that mm. statement is that they, they wanted provision for non-teaching staff, cleaners, mm. caretakers, security yes, guards, their children, children also actually. to have yeah. access to the school. And I thought that was really, really quite interesting and particularly oh, of, of, of young, of young, of young, of young people. Mine. But Lisa, yeah. always a pleasure talking to you on a Wednesday night. Lisa Son joins us again for Lisa's opinion next Wednesday.